This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Steve Vickers in Christian Life Church in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit ChristianLifeChurch.com. If you could do anything in you, that you wanted to, if you could do anything in this world, would you do what you're doing now? Would you have the job you have? Would you be doing what you're doing? If so, that is good. If not, then why? Well, generally, if I talk with someone and they start sharing with me, you know, I've had this happen lots of times. They'll come up and they'll share. Say, Can I talk to you? And I sure. And they say about a dream, a desire they have in their heart. And they'll pour it out to me and I'll say, okay, then what are you going to do about it? And they'll say, well, I don't know. And I'll say, well, why not? Are you, why don't you go after that? Perhaps it means they have to go to college. And I'll say, well, why don't you go back to college? Well, I just don't have don't have the time. I don't have the money. I, I, I just, I don't have the opportunity. Uh, they may say, I'd love to start this business. And I say, well, why don't you start the business you want? And they'll say, well, I just don't have the, the knowledge. I don't have the help. I don't have the know-how. I, they give me all the reasons of what they don't have. Have you ever felt somewhat limited by what you have? Or let's say it a different way. Have you ever felt limited by what you don't have? Ed and Bunny, they're with Wellsprings in the ministry. Have you ever thought, if we just had more money, if we had more help, how much we could do? Uh, I know that each one of you, you know, you see a, you, you watch a, uh, you're watching TV and suddenly you see about these children over in some country that are orphans and they're starving and their, their, you know, their plight is, uh, you know, uh, horrible and they have no help. And you just, you've sat there probably like me and thought, if I just had the money or if I could just get some people together with the money. You ever felt like what you have or what you don't have, man, it really limits you, doesn't it? And if I just had so-and-so, well, let me ask you this. If I ask, if we were to make a statement, if I just had blank, I could do blank. Won't you fill in those blanks? If I just had I could do. If I had this, I could do this. Well, I want to help you out this morning. Because the this you're wanting to do may be exactly what God wants you to do. And God never wants you to let the blank of what you have or don't have to keep you from the this you're longing to do. So I want to help you out. There Jesus says, and he says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. Now, this is what we call a parable. 
He's not relating an actual event that took place, but he's giving an illustration to us. It's a, it's a parable. It's an illustration of something that involves the lives of people and a certain type of issue or circumstance that teaches us something. And so Jesus is teaching using this parable. And so this man goes on a journey and he calls together his servants and he entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had trusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. Now listen to what the master said. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. And the, and the real translation in the literal uh, or in the original the, where it says, let's celebrate together. He said, literally, he said, come and experience and enjoy the fullness of my joy. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I've earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. Harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. The master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank, at least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. Let me say that again. To those who, will, who use well what they ha- are given, not what they are not given, what they have, not what they don't have. If only I had, I could. If only I had, I would. To those who use well what they are given, what they are given, even more will be given to them and they will have an abundance or they will have more than enough of what they need. 
but from those who do nothing, even what little they have, you don't use it. If you don't use it, if you don't use it, you can lose it. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless, useless, throw this useless, of no use. He's of no use. Jesus said, He said, Christians are the salt of the earth. But if they lose their savor, now salt has a purpose. It's not for decoration. It's, it has a certain purpose. Its purpose is to give flavor, to season, and to maintain, to help something, its life, or it, it, to, to keep it for a period of time. And Jesus said, if it loses its purpose, if it loses and doesn't do what it's useful for, he said, it's like salt that you throw out of the shaker onto the ground. And he said, and you're just, you're going to be walked over by circumstance. Life will, tro will trod on you. You will be one that it seems like, man, something's always going wrong. It's from one problem to another. If I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck. There's something always wrong. No matter what I try, it goes wrong. Everything I venture to, it fails. It's like one thing after another. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness. You ever felt like, man, I have no idea. I'm so confused on where to go or anything into outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Managing your life. Today we're going to deal with the subject. My title is Use What You Have. Use what you have. Now, here's what I have, and I'm not saying this about you. I'm not making a blanket statement, but lots of times in talking with people and they want my advice or, you know, because of who, what, of, not because of who I am, but because of what I do, the position I am, they look, you know, I'm the pastor. So they'll come to me and ask me and they'll start telling me, you know, pouring out things as I've said about what they want to do in their life and all that. And when we begin to talk about it, And I'll ask them, well, why not? And they'll, they'll, as I said, they'll say, well, I would, but I don't have. Or if I had, I could. If I had, I would. And they begin to tell me what they don't have. As a matter of fact, they can tell me what they don't have in great detail. I mean, sometimes I have to stop them. They're too descriptive. And I can also tell it's a downer because... The whole atmosphere of the room is going down. I mean, they've like dug a sinkhole and we're all falling down in it because they're so bothered and consumed with what they don't have. And I'll do something like this. I'll say, well, let's look at a different side of the coin. 
tell me what you do have. And they'll look at me like, did you just say something in a foreign language? They'll look at me like, what do you mean what I do have? This is not about what I do have. It's about what I don't have. But you got to tell me how I can get what I don't have so I can do what I want to do. Because I can't do this because I don't have this. And what I'm trying to help them discover is what do you have? And you know what? Here's the sad thing. As I sit there with them, and sometimes as people that I've never really gotten to know, I see them in a service, but never really get to know them. In just a few minutes of talking to them, I can observe, not because I'm something great, but merely by observation, I begin to say, well, let me tell you some things I see about you. You've got this. You've got this. You've got this. And they'll look at me and say, really? And you know what I realized is they were more focused in their life on what they didn't have and why they couldn't than on what they did have. So they were building a dream on something they could never have. They were building a life on someone they could never be. Because see, you cannot be who you are not and you cannot have what you don't have. Are you with me? So let's look at this. Now hear me. These are some good things here, I think. You need to write some of this down. You will never have more until you use what you have. You remember in the the verse there, Jesus, the Bible said, Jesus said, he said to them that he said, because you have used the little I did give you, I'm going to give you, and you've been faithful with it, I'm going to give you a a whole lot more. And the Bible says because they used it, they would have be given abundance. They would have abundance. Until you, if you do not use what you have, you'll never have more. The key to more, more good things in your life. And when I say more, I'm not, don't limit it, please. Let's don't just think finances here. It's a part of it. Granted, we all have to deal with money. I understand that. And it's a very real part. And it is something that Jesus spoke more about money than he did about heaven. That's amazing, isn't it? About 25 times more. Why? Because he knows this. If he didn't teach us about money, it would mess our life up and we won't make it to heaven. Because we'll wind up doing all kinds of crazy things because of the money. So he taught us about where we live in life and he'll get us to heaven. But when we talk about more, we're not just talking about money. It's a part of it, yes. But I'm talking about more of life, more of what you really want, more of what you were created for, more of what is inside you that is waiting to be released and that you've only got a dash between two numbers to do it. And so you need to make that dash count. You need to make sure you squeeze everything out of that dash. It's not how long the dash is, it's how good it is. Who wants to have a long, miserable life? But now the key to having more, the key to more in our life, more joy, more peace, more happiness, more success, more fulfillment, the key to more, more friends, I don't care what you talk about, the key to more... Is not wishing you had something you don't have. Because that's not going to happen. 
The key to more is discovering and realizing and recognizing, taking an inventory and finding what you do have and then making it productive. And once you take the, what you do have and you do something with it, all of a sudden more will be here. Take this church, for instance. Here we are starting over after all these years. Starting over. But it's okay. Because, see, I'm not... I, I don't have this illusion, grand illusion, of uh, me being some great thing. I know who I am. I bring something to the table. I know what I bring to the table. I'm not trying to drag up what I don't have because I can't. I'm not trying to put on a facade to act like someone else. I'm not trying to be someone else. I am who I am. I am me. But I do know that me has something. And I bring that to the table. And, and the different guys on the staff, Steve and Brian and, and, and my son Stephen and Walt and all the different ones, everybody. And then the leadership and the church, the people, uh, the band like Brian Hinton developing the band and all that. As we all bring, and you in the different areas that you give yourself. As you bring what you have to the table, you just bring what you have. You see, if we get a lot of little halves together, before you know it, we'll have a whole lot. The Bible says wealth is built little by little, not overnight. I remember someone said to me years ago when the church had gotten to several thousand, and someone said, man, it must be great. You know, things just happened overnight for you. I said... That night was a long time. There was a lot of tears, a lot of labor, a lot of sweat, a lot of disappointments, a lot of thinking, is God ever going to do anything? Am I, I mean, am I really any good at this? But here we are starting over. I'm not concerned about it because here's what I'm going to do. I'm not trying to do something I don't have. I'm not trying to produce something I can't. I'm bringing what I have and I know what I have and I'm bringing it to the table and I'm going to use it. And I'm going to make it work, make it produce. It's produced before to produce again. But it's not just me. It takes us together. We make this happen. I don't. Because I've only got a small portion. I've only got something. You know what? Now listen to me. I discovered a long time ago, there's more things I'll never have than I will have. There's more I don't know than I do know. There's, you see, I... I, there's more things that I can't do than I can do. So why worry about what I can't do, what I don't know, what I don't have? And I can't, I'm not, you know, I'm not present. I can only be where I am. So why not accept my limitations, but see them as my seed, as the, as the launching pad as the starting blocks for the race I want to run and do something with it. You, until you use what you have, and of course, maybe it means you need to figure out what you have. Maybe it's not too late to find out what you have. Maybe some of you have never done it, so you've never really done what you could do. Until you will never have more until you use what you have. Now listen to this. If you don't use what you have, you have nothing to use. 
That's deep, but pretty simple, isn't it? If I don't use what I have, then I've got nothing to use. If I want to start a business, if I want to start a marriage, if I want to start, uh, uh, turn my life around, if I want to, if I want to make a change, whatever it is. If I don't use what I've got, then I've got nothing to use. Now listen to me. I want to help. Listen, spiritual, religious people that live in the clouds are going to have a hard time functioning in this body. Because this is real. We're not going to, not all that pretend and stick in your head, not a ostrich sticking its head in the sand and pretending like everything's great or, or, or just sitting around and saying, well, I just believe God. I'm going to tell you what. I believe prosperity is the result of work. I believe prosperity is the result of meeting a need and providing a service. I believe that's where income, profit comes from. It doesn't come from sitting in your house, praying and quoting scripture and going to your mailbox to see if you got a check. It comes from doing something, being adding value in life and being productive. That's the only way you get income and productivity. That's prosperity. And I don't care who you are, you can do it. So maybe we need to sit down and first figure out, you know, maybe a good assignment for you this week would be to figure out, what do I have? What do I have? And you know what you have. I could sit down with you. I'm not. Because you don't need... You know, you're not nursery people. But I could sit down with you. Denise could sit down with you. Others in this room could sit down with you. And in five minutes tell you probably three things that you could build on to start your, to do something good with. But here's the thing. You need to know that because if I have to do that with you, you got to take me with you for the rest of your life. Because until you learn to know you, Until you know yourself, it's not going to work anyway. But if you don't use what you have, you have nothing to use. Now listen, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to focus your attention on what you do have, not on what you don't have. As I said in the beginning, in the introduction, that I've sat with people that could in infinite detail to where I'd actually stop them and say, okay, I got the picture. They could describe to me, in, I mean, in just meticulous detail, the things they don't have and that they need so desperately. See, here's the thing. We always think, I need this, I need that. You know what? You have a lot less need than you realize. I mean, you think, why doesn't God meet my need? Well, maybe He already has, you just don't, won't recognize it. Maybe the, you're thinking the need it's something and it's really not. Some of you have got a need over here because you're not supposed to have it and you're not even developing this. You're like a farmer that's got a hundred acres of untilled land and you're sitting doing nothing because you're saying, I want to get John's 10 acres over there. If I had his 10 acres, I could build a farm. But because he doesn't, I can't do anything. Because he won't let me have it. What's wrong with the hundred acres you got? Do something with it. Focus your attention on what you do have. What do you have? Focus your attention on it. Not on what you don't have. Listen, let me, let me give you some advice. The next time you have a don't have thought, don't have that thought. I mean, now, I know you laugh. 
But I'm going to tell you what, I gave you some good advice. The next time you have a don't have thought, don't have that thought. Just tell it, no, I'm not going to, you go on. Because there are, I'm focusing on what I do have. Listen, listen. There's always going to be more you don't have than what you do have. There's always going to be more you can't do than what you can do. I pick on Brian. Brian's a phenomenal guitar player. But there's probably some instruments Brian can't play. And if he tried, he would be horrible at it. And it would be bad if Brian was determined he was going to play some, a fluter. Can you play the flute? All right. If Brian determined, I'm going to play the flute in the band. Well, first off, I don't want a flute in the band, but he was going to be, you know. I think, why not play the guitar, Brian? You're great at it. Do that. Now, I understand there's times as you, as you go through levels, there's skills you have to develop and things you have to learn. But not, you know, we're talking about starting. We're talking about starting. We're talking about where you are right now. Now, listen. I'm 67. I'm starting over. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? All right. I will. Help me out. Now, keep on. Let's go. That's my girl. Listen. Now, listen to this. What you have... What you have, not what you don't have. See, here's here's where we get tripped up. We let what we don't have define us. When it does not define us. Only if we let it. See, you know what? If what you don't have defines you, I can give your definition zero. You're a zero because you don't have it. What you can't do. That doesn't define you. What you have clarifies what you're supposed to do. You know, a kid that had no physical skills could not dribble a ball more than once. He could put it down, but he couldn't bounce it. And he grows up to the amazing height of five foot two. Why, why would, it be, would it be any good for him to sit around all his life dreaming of being an NBA star? You know, we, I, I mentioned about Stephen Hawkins in, in the first message, you know. Here he is, a paraplegic. And if anybody, and, and, and you know, and Joni Tata Erickson, whatever her name is, that is paraplegic. You know, they could sit around and be gloomy and talk about what they don't have. They've taken what they do have. He has a brain that's phenomenal, so he uses it. She has the ability to paint, and she uses her, the paintbrush in her mouth and paints beautiful art that is sold for tens of thousands of dollars. She could have just said, well, I can't do anything now. Listen, I don't care who you are, where you are, what's going on, how much it, everything's against you. I promise you, you have something you can do. What you have helps clarify what you're to do. Because God gifts us according to His purpose. If God wants you to do a certain thing, He's going to give you gifts in that. 
Listen, if Brian Abair, my son-in-law, who's a great, a tremendous lieutenant, Brian's been such a blessing and strength. But I'm going to tell you what, if, if Brian decided he was going to be the worship leader, it would be the, it would be the fastest emptying of a church in history. <laughs> Brian can't lead worship, but I'm going to tell you what, he can do things that Stephen can't do who can lead worship. It would be foolish for them to compare each, themselves to each other and say, I've got to be that. No, how God gifts us declares what God wants us to do. Now listen to this. What you have is your source of supply. Oh, if God would only give me, why doesn't God bless me? God has blessed me. What you have, what you have right now. You say, I don't have anything. Yes, you do. What you do have is your source. That's the well you're to 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 draw the water out of. That's the mine you're to, that's the gold mine you're to go in and mine. Gain your source from. Mine your own mine. What you have is your source because listen, God doesn't give us an in, a finished product. He, is, he did in the beginning when he gave them a garden and man blew it. So God said, everything is seed. It's seed. Everything you have is a seed. It's not all you have. It's the seed for all you want. Let me say that again. What you have is the seed for what you want. What you have is not all you're going to have, but what you have is the seed for all you want and all you ever will have. See, anything you get that is not from a seed in your life that you make produce, you cannot keep. Let me say that again. Anything you get that is not the fruit or the product of the seed that is in your life that you make productive, you cannot keep it. Because it's not yours. And you were never meant to have it. And what you will find is it will come through your hands, but it will leave. What you have is your seed for what you want. Now, let me wrap this up, but I want to give you three, three keys. I want to give you three keys to productivity. You ready? Real, now, these are deep and complicated. It's going to take a rocket scientist to understand these. Number one, Bunny, you can help everybody else understand it. Number one, start where you are. Everybody say that with me. Start where you are. Let's say it. Start where I am. Start where I am. Start where you are. You will never succeed. You will never do anything if you always have to be somewhere else to begin. Because when you get there, you will need to be somewhere else. See, tomorrow... It's not the time to start because tomorrow never comes. Only today. Because yesterday, today was tomorrow, but today it's today. That's deep. Start where you are. Start where you are. The devil wants to make you think you need to be somewhere else. You can't do that in Montgomery. You can't do that 
uh, in this neighborhood. You can't do this. You can't, you can't, you can't. Well, yeah, you can. Because if you've got a dr- if you are somewhere and you've got a dream, then God means for you to start working that dream there. Does it mean you're going to stay there forever? The dream may cause you to expand to another loca- location or somewhere, something else. But you've got to start where you are. So number one, the keys to productivity is start where you are. Number two, do what you can do. Do what you can do. Oh, I wish I would. I would have, you know, I just wish I could do this. Do what you can do. Do what you can. See, instead of sitting there thinking, well, I can't because I need to do all these other things and the little I can do is not enough. Do what you can. You'll be amazed how all of a sudden it grows and then you do something, what you can do there. And before you know it, you're doing what you realized, dreamed of doing, but you had to start with what you had. And you had to do what you could do. Start where you are, do what you can. And number three, make what you have produce. Make what you have produce. Start where you are, do what you can. And then make what you have produce. Make what you have produce. Make it productive. When God put Adam and Eve in the garden, He gave them all of that. He said this. He told them, He said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Can I paraphrase that with you, for you? He said, make it productive. Take this that I've given you and make it productive. Now guys, if we'll do that, We'll be well on our way to managing our life. You've got something. You've got a gold mine. You've got an oil well, a gusher waiting inside of you. You've got a diamond field inside you. If you'd only discover it, quit looking at what you don't have. Capitalize and recognize what you do have and capitalize on it and make it productive. Start where you are. Do what you can and make what you have produce for you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit ChristianLifeChurch.com.